Okay, guys, so for this podcast, I really want to kind of take it a little bit more serious this time. Something just has been just sitting so heavy on my heart, on my soul, like my body's heavy, my body's tired. Like, I understand what's going on in the world and that we are living in a time where a lot of us are starting to wake up. And I I feel like I've been awake and aware for a very long time, but more people as a collective are raising their vibrations and we are just becoming more spiritually aware as to what is going on. And as we move into this new age, this age of new technology and AI and all that kind of stuff, I started to think about the idea of seeking perfection and how the more we open up our phones, the more we see that people are trying to live an inauthentic life, including myself. And I don't mean inauthentic, like I don't do what I say, but just like, you know, you you pose your pictures, you fix your hair, you make sure everything is like in the right place and all that kind of stuff. And it's not a natural, it's not candid. You are fixing it to look the best that it can be. And I'm starting to realize more and more the dangers behind all of this stuff. And it's just becoming a little bit too much, you know? Where did we get the idea that life is supposed to be perfect or that it is perfect? Because it's not, you know? When we open up our phones, we see couples and and people are scrolling and like, oh my gosh, y'all are so perfect. Oh my gosh, this and that. And that's not real. You look at people's bodies, you look at fitness influencers, and you're like, oh my gosh, body goals, oh my gosh. But they're not real. Now, while granted, there are some people who, of course, have great physiques and, you know, people who live, have great lives and, and they're in perfect, well, not perfect, but like really good relationships. That's not something that's non existent, but is it perfect? No, it's not. And so I just wanted to talk to you guys because I know a lot of people. You know, we all deal with some kind of insecurity, some type of thing that we wish we could change about ourselves or change about our lives. But the reality is, is that you should really be content with where you're at and what you have. And I don't mean stay like satisfied. I mean, I always strive to be better. Of course, you can always change and improve things, but to seek perfection is impossible. And the more and more you try to do it, you'll go insane. I've realized like the more I stare into things, the more I look like taking a a picture of yourself, you know, have you ever looked at a picture of yourself and then somebody's like, Oh, that's such a good picture. And then you look at it and you're like, no, it's not like, what are we looking at? What are we looking at that other people don't see or vice versa? Like, what do we see that people don't see? Or what do they see that we don't see? I really I really want to touch on this because I've I'm seeing it a lot and having a big 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 impact in our younger generation the Gen Zers you know I overheard a conversation that one of my students was having mind you she's in the 10th grade now again I know I I I was a teen girl at one time you know we we were always put um um, well, we were always given this idea that we had to look like someone like Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, all these teen icons that had these little cute figures and kind of stuff like that. But now with these teens, we are starting to see how much editing and photo manipulation and just, again, AI and creating these perfect images is having 
on the youth and just having on people in general. I don't know if y'all know, but TikTok, and I don't have TikTok, but I saw it on Instagram or in Twitter, that TikTok has a filter where it makes you look like a teenager. And so there are people in their 30s, 40s, you know, putting this filter on and then having this like midlife crisis and looking at themselves like, where has my youth gone? Because they look at themselves with this smooth skin and, you know, just a, 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 a rejuvenated look. And then these people who are recording themselves, they just start crying. They just start crying because they're just so sad that they are not that person that they used to be. But do you really want to be that teenager or do you just want to look like one? Do you just want to have youthful skin? Like what, why, why create that filter? Why put people in this place of like, I wish I looked like that again? Because as we, you know, I don't like to say the word get old because I don't like using that word. I don't even like to say age. As the days go on in our lives, as the days go on, you know, you take a look at yourself in the mirror and you're pulling things back and you're lifting things up and you're you're trying to say, well, if I just did this, if I just did that, if I just did this, to where we got people going overseas and, and dying for surgery. You got people injecting things into themselves to try to look perfect and now... You know, I I just saw um, a story about this lady who put so many implants in herself that one of her breasts erupted and now it's just like one big blob. Like she was just talking about how she just hated what she'd done to herself. But who put that idea in their head that, that they needed to look like that? And it's kind of hard, you know, when you are a woman, it's, I, I think a men too, I know men, men suffer from, you know, body image issues, but I'm speaking from a woman's standpoint because I don't know what it's like to be a man. Um, but I speak from a woman's standpoint all the way back to, you know, like I said, teenagers and, and hearing, uh, sorry, you know, I get off topic when I talk. I had a, a student, I overheard her, her saying in a conversation, I wish I was skinny. And she has a gym membership and I noticed that she wears like, um, you know, like a waist trainer and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, man, like what happened? What happened to just existing? What happened to just being? What happened to just like, if we didn't have social media, would people still have these thoughts about themselves? Would they still think that they weren't good enough or they weren't skinny enough or fit enough or pretty enough or any of that kind of stuff? Like if we did not have all of these images flashing in our faces all the time, would people still think that? And I often wonder like where, like when did that start? I know beauty sells and, and of course sex sells and all that kind of stuff. Yes, it does. And I don't see anything wrong with people wanting to look their best and be their best, but this idea that if you don't look like that, then you are less than. And it comes in conflict in relationships. It comes in conflict whenever, you know, you see your significant other liking other pictures or whatever. And then you start to think, well, do I need to look like that? Do I need to change? Do I need to whatever? And then you start to second guess yourself. And again, that starts to like really ingrain into your brain of like, who am I? Do I need to change? Do I need to stay like this? And I just want to know, like, where is all this going? Why do they constantly push the idea of perfection? And why do we want to create this idea that we need to be perfect? And not just physically, but in our lives. Like, why do we not share the 
the downside of our lives? Why do we not share the pitfalls? Why do we not share when we hit rock bottom? But now I'm coming to understand and, and as an Aquarian, and again, I tell you all the time, study astrology, study people, you'll learn and understand why they are the way they are. I'm understanding that me and, and after reading my chart and doing all that, that my purpose here is to help people through everything that I've gone through. I feel like I've lived like a 500 different lives and have all these jobs and going all through the, all these cycles and living in 10,000 different places and attending 50 different schools. And, you know, of course I'm exaggerating the numbers, but I've, I've just dealt with so much. I, I haven't had like a consistent life, but I'm realizing that all of these things that I have to deal with is for the greater good, honestly. And I'm learning too. Like whenever I get on YouTube, I watch people's stories. I like to watch podcasts. I like to watch interviews like just of people just being real and hearing people's stories about when they, you know, were at the bottom and how they got out of their situation. It really inspires me because I'm like, okay, well, let me not do that. And it isn't to try to mimic their lives because I know you can't be someone else no matter how hard you try, but hearing the little things. Like I, I heard the other day, this guy was telling a story and he's someone who's like, again, I don't know his name, but I always see his, um, his page. I think it's like forbidden knowledge or something like that on, on YouTube. But he talked about how he, um, like 30 something years ago, he had an interview with this, uh, company who wanted to work with his marketing company. And, um, the day of their meeting, he got a flat tire And so he called the guy who he was supposed to meet with and he was like, hey, I can't make the meeting. Um, I got a flat tire. So if we can reschedule, you know, whatever. And he was like, long story short, that um, meeting never got rescheduled. And he ended up finding out like, uh, of course, you know, as the years went on and or whatever, however much time passed, that that company ended up becoming a billion dollar company and he could have been partners with them. But because he chose to <laughs> prioritize a flat tire over actually getting there, he, you know, it taught him that, like, if you really wanted something, you would make sure that you do whatever you can to make it happen. And so the little things like that, that I feel like now it's time for me to tell my story. It's time for me to tell about all the things that I've gone through because I feel like my story can help people get through their situation. And even if it, you know, isn't solid advice, at least to hear that someone else went through that same thing is very comforting. And to know that you are not alone in your situation. You know, it's just really hard sometimes to wrap your head around the fact that like there are really people just like really going through it, but no one is going to tell you that. You know, there are people who are, you know, I, I, I found out that there are over 100,000 or almost 100,000 millionaires here in Houston. And while that sounds like so great, like, man, I would love to switch lives with them. I always think, you know, there's always an aspect of someone's life that you don't want to deal with. No matter how rich and famous and powerful they are, I guarantee you that there is something going on or has gone in their life that you would not want to switch with. And I think about that all the time. There's no one in this world that I am jealous of. There's no one in this world whose life I want, nothing. Ideally, of course, I would like to be in a, in, you know, a different space, a different place, not even a different place, but just to like, just to have security, you know, to have security financially and love and all that kind of stuff. Like 
of course, uh, again, you can always improve in whatever situation you're in. But I never want to switch lives with anyone. So I want to let people know that whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, you are not alone. And it does help if you, I don't, I don't like to tell people things a lot of times because the Scorpio side of me, the um, darker side of me doesn't like to just like let people in my business. You know, it could be anything. It could be like, what'd you go eat today? And I'm like, I'm not telling you. It's just something, I don't know. It's just something about me. I just don't like people knowing like my life. But then again, I've, I've noticed that when I do tell stories, especially at, you know, at work when I'm talking to the students and trying to sympathize with them on some of the things that they deal with that I'm like, man, when I was that age, I did that too. Or I did worse than that. And to let them know that they're not like a bad kid if they do that or, you know, to know that like that's normal or something like that. Like they have to hear it from someone. And again, this idea that we are supposed to be perfect, that teachers are supposed to be perfect, that we're supposed to be these perfect role models who have never done anything in their lives, like that's not true. And it's time for us to start being real with each other. It's time for us to start like just telling people, I dealt with that too. This is how I got over it. I dealt with that too. Like this idea of perfection is something that is driving people insane. It's driving people to their deaths. Honestly, it's driving people to a point to where, you know, again, kids that I have such a, a strong, like they're, they're my babies, whatever, whoever, anybody's kid, they're my babies. Like I just have such, I don't know. I don't know why I just, I'm drawn to them. I don't like, obviously I don't have any kids. Um, but you know, this idea that they need to be perfect to where they get bullied, to where, you know, people are messing with them because the other whoever, I, and this, thinks, this makes me think about mean girls, you know, like mean girls in school and them bullying you because you don't have the perfect hair, the perfect outfit or whatever. And I, I remember dealing with that in school. I remember dealing, oh my gosh, y'all. Sorry, I have like allergies right now. So if I'm, if I end up sneezing, it's been having for like the last three days, but I feel like I had to get this podcast out. Um, whenever I was in high, uh, in middle school, I remember there was these girls in my science, my eighth grade science class, and they had this club. They were starting this club and it was called, I don't even know what it was called. But they said in order to be in the club, one of the rules was you cannot wear the same thing for three weeks. And I was like, stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what the band ACDC has to do with the missing town of Dublin, Wisconsin? Or who gets to decide what music plays at the end of the world? Or whether or not the largest unsolved art heist in history was actually a cover for a different crime. Maybe you haven't wondered about these things, but that's okay. On 31, we dive into strange, true, but often lesser-known stories and the interesting theories that surround them. From space to sports, lost media to internet lore, 31 has something for everyone. Find 31 on your favorite podcast platform and dive into the why behind the weird with me, Quinn Lovecraft. 31, the why behind the weird. Well, I guess I can't be in that club because I wear the same thing like all the time. And I remember this girl um, and she's my friend on Facebook. <laughs> but it's like, this is the little things that you just don't get over in life. Like this is the little things that shape you 
um, you know, I tell a lot of people all the time, like, get over it, get over it, get over it. But there are just things that you remember. It's not like I'm mad or anything because I was like 13 years old or whatever. But it's just something that sticks in your head. So I remember her telling me, she was like, you always wear that shirt. And it was a shirt. I, it was very noticeable. It had some words on it. So it was very noticeable. But I don't know why that stuck in my head. And, um, you know, as I grew older, I just start thinking about that all the time. And I'm like, I'm never going to be in a place where I'm wearing the same thing all the time. And now I'm literally wearing the same thing all the time. And I don't even care. Like I I will go out with the same shirt. I will wear the same pair of pants two days in a row, three days in a row, if I can get away with it. Like I don't even care anymore. And, you know, back then I had to be perfect. I, I wanted to fit in. And again, it makes you f- you feel inauthentic because that's not me. I don't care about perfect, but I care about perfect at the same time. I don't know why. And as I continue to, I guess, grow on th- in this social media world, um, you know, there are a lot of critical people. I've been called all kinds of names. I've been called ugly. I've been called... I don't even know, certain different animals, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, dang, like you people are mean. But that's just what comes with the territory. But the idea, again, that we have to only post or only talk about um, the things that we think are perfect needs to be thrown out the window. Now, and I'm not, uh, I am not a person, though, like if something happens to me, I'm not going to go run to social media and post it. Like I, I have... Um, I don't know if I'd call her a friend, but we were friends at one time. Um, But she would always post on Facebook anytime something happened to her car, like tires got broken or, I mean, tires got stolen or window got broken. And she's just always running like, oh, look what happened to me now. Look what happened to me now. Like, I'm not that person. Like, I'm not about to be doing that because I also feel like you kind of draw that energy to you. And the more you like dwell in it and you wallow in it, like it's just gonna just like engulf your mind. And then you will just, it'll just take you into a deeper sunken place. So I'm someone who I say like, yes, when things happen, like let them happen, but don't dwell in it. But also like know that it's okay to tell people about it sometimes, but just don't do it in a way that's like, I don't know, like, feel sorry for me or whatever, because at the same time, like then that, I don't think that kind of like helps people whenever you're trying to tell your story when you're, I don't know, making yourself kind of like the, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's just all about you. Well, even though the story did happen to you, but you know what I mean? But yeah, so, you know, this idea that we have to live in this, you know, prim and perfect and proper society, like are we ever going to get to a place where that's not a thing anymore? Cause I don't think so. Like we are, again, we're living in a, in a age where this AI technology is going to make people want to look more beautiful and feel more beautiful. And, and it's, it's getting out of hand, but I, I, I'm starting to see though. I am starting to see like a lot of men speaking out and saying, I don't like fake eyelashes. I don't like fake this. I don't like fake that, which is great. Because then it takes the pressure off of women. It does take the pressure off of women. Now, of course, it's not everybody. It ain't everybody. But to see more men speak out and say, like, I don't like those things, like, that's very comforting. And um, to know, because it is hard. And again, I'm speaking just in an aspect of a woman. It's hard to try to keep up with beauty standards, especially when, you know, as as time goes on, and, and if time is even a real thing. Because some people, uh, you know, 
Again, I try not to attach to these things because I don't want to make them a reality. But as, you know, the sun and the moon (laughs) go through their cycles, you know, our bodies start to change and we can't uh, keep up with how we once were when we were in middle school and high school and our early 20s. So what do you do at that point? How do you compete? Do you compete anymore? Do you end up giving up? Do you stop seeking perfection? Like, what do you do? And when I was watching this YouTube video of like older people and and, uh, the guy was talking to them about, you know, like what advice would you give someone, you know, 25 years old or whatever. And And they would say stuff like stop seeking perfection you know, just be you, just live your life. And and I think there is going to come to a point in age where you're going to stop. But right now with the millennials and the Gen Zers, like we are kind of like, I don't know. And I, again, it's not everybody. So I'm not going to end that, you know, be like, not me. I ain't doing that. It's again, it's what my algorithm shows me. So I'm speaking in uh, that aspect of that age group and what I see online. But you know, we're living in this age where people just want to be perfect and we got to stop trying to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect physically in our lives and our relationships. Like it's just not existent. You can create what's perfect for you, but it's never going to be a hundred percent. So how do we get over that? How do we understand that? I don't know. I don't have the answers for that right now, y'all, but I want to people to be more comfortable. And I, and I'm, and again, when I give this advice, a lot of times I'm talking to myself as well, because this idea that I have to, cause I, you know, when I first started podcasting, I was like, it has to sound like this and it has to look like that. And it has to, and I got to come up with a script and I got to read it like this. And now I'm just like, y'all, I'm just going to get on here and start freestyling. And whoever, Like right now, I'm doing this right now in my the hallway of my apartment and my eyes are closed because I feel like whenever my eyes are closed, like I speak more freely. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. Um, But, you know, like I just kind of let go of that whole idea that this podcast needs to be perfect because it's not going to be. I can't do every single one in my uh in my house. Sometimes I have to do them somewhere else and there's noise and and I'm just hoping that people still listen. You know, so I have to be okay with that. And I want people to be okay with that in, in your lives, whatever you do in life, however you look, you know, I, again, I'm, I, this is, there's a, there's a line that I draw though, because sometimes, you know, I look at what body images are pushed and I'm like, okay, y'all are going a little too far. I don't mean look like whatever and be like whatever, but I'm saying be the best version of you. So if that's the best version of you, if that's the straightest your teeth can get, if that's the best your hair can get, if that's the tightest that your calf muscles can get, then let it be, y'all. So I say all this to say, as you go through life, if you're on social media and you're trying to make sure this and this and this, again, what we look at and what we see is not what other people see. And that's what I had to realize as well, is that how people view us is not how we view ourselves. So I say all this to say, y'all, go out and be great and don't exhaust your mind trying to be someone that you aren't, because all you're going to do is drive yourself mental. Anyways, y'all, thank you so much for listening. I just had to get that off my chest because something's been sitting real, real heavy on my heart. And I just want to let people know, like, it's time to let go. We got other things going on in the world. It's just, 
that are more important than uh, your perfect picture online. So y'all, thank you again. I, again, I am on YouTube now. I have to start putting these videos on YouTube once I'm finally free completely of my last paycheck for my job and everything. Like I'll finally have time to really sit there and perfect my craft. So I will put all that information in the bio. And again, if you follow me on social media, please comment, share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Because this is, I, I've been talking about this for two years and now I finally am going to do this full time. And I believe in myself and I have faith in myself that this is going to take off y'all so thank y'all so much for supporting like y'all have no idea because if you didn't support me then i wouldn't have made that decision to make the next move so i thank y'all so much and i will talk to y'all later